All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Break the Rules live stream. I am your host, Lev Polyakov, at Lefpo on Twitter, and it is an absolute great pleasure to be here today for the gun control debate. We have Jack Cacciarella, Sticks Hex and Hammer 666. Great to have Sticks uh, back with us here. And uh, yeah, we're just going to get into it. But first, uh, Jack, I would love to know more about you, uh, the uh, podcast that you do, the Zoomed In podcast, and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. It's great to be joining both of y'all. Um, really looking forward for a good debate about an important topic. So a uh, little background on myself um, in the Zoomed In podcast that I do, uh, I do it with my friend Aaron Parnas. Um, we try to elevate younger voices, bring on young people who are active in politics, leaders of movements or organizations that amplify and engage young people. Or we talk to leaders in politics who are uh, able to connect and, and uplift other young people to get them involved, because that's what we see as the most important thing you know, our generation can be doing right now is is breaking down the barriers to getting involved in politics and being able to join, you know, platforms like these to have discussions to, to show that, you know, this is kind of our time to start leading movements and, and getting ahead on issues. Well, I definitely appreciate you being able to uh, come in here. And uh, it's a very rare thing to see for people who are of the opposing side to be able to come in and actually talk. And regardless of whatever the comments section has to say, that is de that definitely earns my respect right there. Uh, so in the uh, gun debate, I would love to once again start with uh, yourself, Jack. What is your personal stance on what the gun policy should be? And also, what is your... Um, philosophical stance for lack of a better word like why is it that you believe what you believe about the gun issue as well and then i would love to get a response from sticks and then just uh, have you guys get to it yeah so there's obviously going to be many layers to the conversation that we're about to have so i'm going to try to keep my introduction as short as possible um my position on this issue if we're talking about the philosophical element of it um, is largely about the safety and common good of what's promised in the Second Amendment. So the limitations of what we've seen from the beginning of the Second Amendment and how far those carry and how far those translate now and how applicable that can be in terms of what regulations we can talk about uh, if we're looking at gun reform. Now, if we're looking at the specifics of the bill that was proposed by this bipartisan group of 20 senators. Um, I myself was happy that for the first time in 30 years, we're seeing you know, policy being proposed on gun reform. I was not necessarily thrilled with the legislation. It didn't do everything that I wanted it to. Um, an age restriction on the purchase of assault weapons that would either be a minimum of 21 or 25 is something that I would have liked to see. Uh, I would have liked to see, but but really, my position is that there is no reason why someone would need an assault weapon, that these weapons are far more dangerous, they are unnecessary, um, and it does not make sense to have militarized weapons um, available to 18-year-olds. So at the most basic, what I would have liked to see out of this bill is a minimum age requirement of 21 to purchase an assault weapon. 
Now, I do believe, although I am not a gun owner myself, but I, I do believe that you know, the Second Amendment gives you the right to to arm yourself, to protect yourself. Now, I also do understand that statistically, people who do have a gun in the home are more likely to be hurt or killed from gun violence. It's just statistically more probable. But I do understand everyone's right to protect and defend themselves. But in my opinion, there are limitations to that. And I think a 18-year-old being able to get a military-grade assault weapon should be one of those limitations. And we have seen limitations on what people are able to do or purchase or transfer in terms of those military-style weapons before. But in terms of what I thought of the bill, I was happy that a bill was put together. I'm happy that some senators actually had a discussion for the first time and in forever. Um, but I still think there's more progress. I think it was an important first step, but there was more I would have liked to see out of it. All right. Well, before we go to six, there's a weird sound. I think it's coming from you, Jack, in the background. I thought it was a yippee dog or something, or I don't that, know. That may be actually on my end. There uh. is a bird uh, out in the yard. It should <laughs> go away. The cats are out there. They'll, they'll hopefully chase it away. Okay, good. Uh, get on those cats. Yeah, so sticks, wherever you want to take this, uh, whichever issue, go for it. Yes, I would say that uh, all gun control is unconstitutional, for uh, first and foremost. Uh, secondly, it's not really pragmatic. If we look at the uh, gun crime statistics over time, we'll see that it peaks actually in the 1990s and 2000s, partially under the assault weapons ban that has been proposed more recently. Uh, and actually, gun control in the United States is bigoted. Uh, that is uh, that it is uh, partially racist in origin. Uh, it originates with the Cruikshank decision in 1876, which was pioneered by the Ku Klux Klan of all groups of people among the Southern Democrats. And actually, I see a little bit of an overlap now with one of the arguments that's being made before the Supreme Court uh, as we speak, uh, which has to do with concealed carry, which is that New York and New Jersey that don't want to have to issue licenses for concealed carry to people. Um, one of their justifications, this was actually made in oral arguments with regards to this case, was that people might shoot each other on the subway, et cetera, et cetera. The insinuation is that the brown people, the lower classes, are more violent, should not be armed, uh, because if they do have a gun on them, that they will be more violent, that they will kill each other. And I find it very, very strange, actually, that most of the proponents, it seems, at least in the craptivistic uh, sense, uh, of gun control, they ignore Cruikshank, which is the basis of the U.S. gun control, again, Ku Klux Klan sponsored in part. And they're making effectively the same arguments. They're making the same arguments today that they made in the 19th century. It is partially predicated on wanting the lower classes and or the brown people not to be armed because there is a paranoia among that class of people. The Brian Griffin sweater wearing NPR cup holding uh, uh, liberals, number one, and the politicians, number two who often have their own private militias, effectively, their, their own security guards, uh, who are not subject to the same gun control. I would say the idea of banning uh, what you would conceive of, Jack, as assault rifles is asinine because they are not weapons of war. They're not military style in any way, shape, or form. In fact, it was funny. Uh, it was only a week ago. I can't remember exactly which Democratic House candidate made uh, this point. He was talking about uh, the AR-15 and, and hunting rifles, supposedly. And it's interesting because the Henry rifle that he held up as the standard of a hunting rifle that should be allowed to all the people 
is actually used by the U.S. military as recently as the uh, war in Afghanistan. The AR-15 is not used by any standing army. It has become the boogeyman, ultimately, of the, the left wing with regards to guns. And other than hog hunting and a few other applications, is not actually a high-capacity, high-powered weapon at all. It's chambered in 5.56, which is an intermediate round. I find it also funny, Jack, you're a big fan of Joe Biden. I've been monitoring your Twitter for a few days here. And you seem I appreciate to, that. Yeah, you seem to, to support Joe Biden, uh, generally speaking. Uh, we won't even talk about his approval polling. We'll, we'll push that to the side right now. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting. Old, but... <laughs> well, it's, in, it's interesting because uh, it wasn't that long ago that he also, and I don't know whether this was dementia or whether he meant to do this, was opining on nine millimeter rounds as well. Uh, and in combination with his uh, shtick with regards to so-called high-capacity magazines, which do not exist, anything under 15 rounds is rather a low-capacity magazine. Uh, it's it's pre-modern, effectively. Um, would effectively outlaw a bunch of guns that have nothing to do with the AR-15. They're not even rifles. They have nothing to do with military. They have nothing to do with militarization. They're not even tactical. Uh, you look at some of the tactical pistols, at least they look cool. They may not function any better than a standard sidearm, a standard uh, handgun, uh, but at the very least, they look the part. We're talking about old-style handguns, sometimes almost 100 years old, and even those under such proposals would be banned. And I can get into some quotes. I've got a few listed here. I don't really use debate notes, but I do have a few quotes here that will, I think, undercut a few of the arguments of the anti-gunners as well. I'll get into those later. So, Jack, go for it. So so I don't, so I don't know if it was going to swing back to me or we're going to have some more questions. There was a lot to unpack there. It's quite the monologue. Um, I first <laughs> say that in terms of some of the points and arguments that you are making about uh, certain uh, parts of these gun reform arguments being racist, I'd also point out that the NRA was founded in 1871, um, largely because, you know, former slave owners, these plantation owners, they were terrified. And so, you know, now they needed to, you know, for some reason, they believed they needed to arm themselves. That was their perspective and the NRA was being formed. This debate around guns and our, our rights to them and, and how many you could carry in an organization around owning them, that was not in the way that we see it today until 1871 was when that organization was founded. Well, Crookshank so is, is 1870. Well, Crookshank is 1876. I would say that I consider the NRA to be cucks. Um, they are like typical neoconservatives. They don't want They're to also actually. A failure of an organization. Well, I yeah, I, I would that, agree with that. And, yeah, and this no, has no, no, nothing no. to do. This has nothing to do with the the conversation <laughs> that we're having right now. But I just think it's kind of interesting to see um, the NRA still being used as something that we point to largely when the organization is kind of out of money. Um, I've seen a lot of people yeah. talking about the influence of the NRA, and it, it was prominent up to 2018, 2019, and a little bit 2020. But I, I think, you know, if we're going to be messaging, and I, I, us, I, I say Democrats, I know that's obviously not yourself. Um, I think, you know, moving away from talking about the NRA should be important because it's just an organization without any real any real oh, no, no, authority I, I, right now. You're, you're preaching to the choir on the NRA. They're a bunch of cucks. Gun owners of America are much better. The NRA absolutely well, I'm wants glad we to can agree on the NRA groups. being terrible. Yes. The, the NRA wants to disarm certain groups of people uh, for various reasons. And like most cuck-servative groups, they don't actually want to promote 
uh, gun rights as per the Second Amendment. They want to stymie any further abuse of the Second Amendment by individuals that hate it even more than the last generation of anti-gunners uh, and just freeze gun control. Uh, so there will come a time, if we were to go by, by their metric, there would be a time 50 years from now when the head of the NRA, which would be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez by that point, would hold up a BB gun and say, from my cold dead hands, you're not going to take the uh, 20 shot capacity away from my pellet rifle. Yes, uh, of course, uh, I oppose them as cucks. Um, again, though, I must point out the history of gun control in the United States begins in the 1870s, as you correctly and succinctly point out, and it was racist. It was explicitly to disarm former slaves. That has been the case up until even now. When we look at the arguments made by the states of New York and New Jersey with regards to concealed carry, which may be decided literally tomorrow, and I can't wait to live stream on that. It's going to be orgasmic. Some of their arguments boil down to the rabble of poor people, the rabble of brown people in general in these urban areas will get guns and they will be violent with them if we don't restrict concealed carry. And that's just one tip of the iceberg argument that we really have uh, on this subject. The classification of what you would conceive of as assault weapons further is very disturbing because you do not seem to understand what assault weapons actually are. The AR-15 is not an assault weapon. The class, it does not possess select fire capabilities and that term dates back to the 1940s. When we're talking about an AR-15, we're talking about an intermediate caliber serviceable rifle, which is good for medium game. Yes, you can use it for home defense. You can use it for self-defense. You can use it for planking. It's wonderful. I've considered buying one myself because mainly because it pisses many people off simply because it's the AR-15. There are so many rifles out there, many of which folks like yourself don't want to restrict at all that are much higher caliber, that are much more deadly, that'll crack apart rifle armor. Uh, the AR-15 will require five or six shots to do that. Uh, try using a 308 or a 50 cal. And again, here, here's the thing about the AR-15. We've seen AR-15 sales in the past, what, month or since the tragic shooting in Uvalde, gone up, what, 300%? This is a, this is a firearm... This is the firearm that people want to purchase, right? So you're talking about other rifles that aren't being restricted, but this is a firearm that people are aware of. This is a firearm that people want, and this is a firearm that people continue to purchase. Now, here's Good. my issue with the firearm. In the same way that you weren't <laughs> able to obtain a cannon at the founding of our country, I, yes, don't, think you were. Any, I don't think any person needs a weapon that can tear through and destroy flesh so quickly that it leaves bodies unidentifiable. <laughs> Dude, that people could like people could obtain a cannon. People could obtain a cannon or a founding. In fact, they made their own cannons. They also made swivel guns. They had their own warships. This is objective. There is no debate to be had about this. People often own their own cannons well into the 19th century. In fact, it wasn't relatively uncommon. The AR-15 round, you do realize the 5.56 round fired from an AR-15 is not actually designed to do massive damage. It's designed to wound. This was actually something I remember when they replaced the uh, older 45 cal weapons, generally speaking, in the U.S. military, at least in part, with the 5.56. 
One of the prominent arguments against doing so was that the 556 tended not to kill people unless you hit a vital, vital organ or the brain or something like that. You hit him in the throat, you hit him in the jugular. The reasoning behind it, and it is kind of gruesome, I, I would admit that generally, uh, certainly, is that if you wound a person on the battlefield, then the medic has to carry them away. Their friends have to carry them away. Instead of killing one person and their dead body just sits there rotting and, and going through rigor mortis, you've injured the person and taken several people temporarily off the battlefield because they have to remove the body. That's the whole purpose behind switching to the 556, but the AR-15 that is available to civilians is not select it fire. destroys multiple square inches of flesh and can rip apart organs. And wait, wait till you see what a 45 can do. Wait till, wait, so, so in other words, you so, want so to get rid of all so, high caliber weapons. So it doesn't matter if it's bolt action, like most sniper rifles, by the way. Those are those you don't care about. Those will blow a person's head off. It will literally eviscerate the head. Their brain will be everywhere. The AR-15 will not do that. Have but you yeah, actually like looked? Said, have you, please is, look up footage of the firing of these weapons. You go to Demolition Ranch. The weapon of choice. And so if we are looking towards prevention of these senseless and preventable shootings, then it makes sense that the first <laughs> weapon that you would go to ban or restrict or to put further background checks on or raise a minimum age limit for would be that weapon that is most popular, that has been most used in these mass shootings. That that would be the first so, weapon. But, but the problem is to. that then you ban that particular weapon and then the next one comes up. Next it's the AK-47, I suppose. Uh, the AK-47... continues to be used in these mass shootings, if you ban the AR-15... Or if you ban assault weapons and then you see a pivot to other weapons of war being used to mass slaughter weapons of war. individuals in this country, then yes, I think it is reasonable that we take action towards solving that problem. Well, then well, then pretty soon you're just going to have people doing Timmy McVeigh and, and loading up trucks with fertilizer. So, uh, so I, I watched, the problem is I watched, have to ban all I watched your video, some of it in response to, uh, I think you had posted it, you, you post quite often, which, you know, I commend because it's it's difficult to put together videos and put together you know the thoughtful commentary so oh, no, i like easy, kind of though. scroll through uh it's easy it's easy for you yes well, it gets a little years. tiring you gotta you know you gotta do stuff every day some of us are busy hell i've got a newborn too. child i still make three videos every day yeah i try to tweet as much as i can i got some assignments <laughs> to finish up. i'm just that i just got at a just finished up <laughs> the freshman year of college so um now i have Congrats. a little bit more time uh but now i don't even you know remember what we were talking about um so i, I want to make sure by the way slope of banning yeah. more and more guns yeah so you say it's a slippery slope i i just i think the difference is americans agree and even i think liberals largely agree that people should be able to defend themselves you know people should be able to own you know again AO, aoc might disagree but in general yeah in general we're talking about the large majorities of americans here those people this group this large this at least you know 50 and up percent of us say yes you should be able to arm yourself absolutely totally fine a lot of democrats in congress i'm sure that own guns right a lot of people who vote for Democrats who own guns. I think most of, of the Dems in Congress, they, they don't own guns. They have people who own guns defending them. 
because they're rich bitches. Well, like I said, if you have a gun in your household, you know, it's more likely to you're more likely to be, you know, a victim of not my guns in, in some form. I've got four. Well, I hope I'm hoping you keep them safe. But you see, you this is this? see the, the thing is this is actually a weapon of war. When this you is say, a, when this, you... this is a cavalry saber. This is a weapon of war. The AR-15's never been used by a standing army in the history of the world. So uh, you should qualify that. Are you are you pretty good with that with your? Yes. Wait, I want to make sure, Jack, do you agree with what Stick said, that uh, the AR-15 is not a weapon of war, as a weapon of war is defined? Name a military that uses it. I, I disagree. I, I, I do. So the, 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 the terms that you want to use for describing it, um, if you want me to find a different way to label the weapon <clears throat> itself. Um, Has the weapon ever been used in war by a standing military? Yes or no? So, uh, I, again, what I'm talking about is a weapon that's able to tear apart flesh in a military style manner. <laughs> and it's not. Is, is I wish it. I wish it were. I'd get several any of them. regular person to need to own. So, in other words, well, if if the AR-15 is a flesh-tearing, baby-killing, horrendous, you know, object of war, which you is, you would have to effectively again you, historically it is. You say this like we're talking about it in the abstract of what it can. You're, do, you're using emotional language. It, it tears do, kids what apart. Seen, what it has done, and that's the difference, is that we've seen what it has done, and we've seen that these again. This is the weapon of choice for those who wish to commit mass murders. This is their weapon of no, choice. No, no, that you're so thinking the AK-47. So? Why, why is this so? Why no, you're thinking the, of the AK-47 actually used by communist regimes to execute 100 million people after disarming so, but, them. But why is it that the AR-15, why is it these that these weapons are what are used in school shootings? Because they are highly modular and they are highly available. For no other reason. If these people knew anything about guns, they wouldn't be using something chambered 556. They'd be using a 308 or some shit like that. Or a Czech so Scorpion. why is this... Why is it so highly available? Why does it need to be so highly available? That's my why question. Does any, why do does any weapon need 18, to be highly available? My question is, why do you think 18-year-olds should just be able to go out and purchase this weapon? Because they're members of the militia. What militia? The militia is comprised of all able-bodied citizens of the age of majority, a.k.a. able to vote. Would you like me to get into some quotes, by the way? We can define so, the militia right now. Again, I don't really think, I don't really think conservatives... I'm not mean a conservative. They say, or you know, those who talk about their militias really mean it when they say that they would, you know, stand up against the tyrannical government. Um, it doesn't, totally it doesn't matter. I, I I totally understand the argument for doing so, but I you know I think when you saw, well right um, now the government's more inept than tyrannical. Uh, Joe Biden's sort of a sort of police like <laughs> state in 2020, and I didn't really see a lot of conservatives. Uh, being too upset with what was happening. Oh, um, so, so in other really words, people are patient. Up. So in other words, people are patient and generally peace-loving and reluctant to go and shoot people. Well, then we've come to the crux of the problem. You no, think that so the average gun owner, and the so tens of millions of people so who do have those sporting is, rifles are a big problem, as opposed to just saying some psychopaths shot up schools. And by the way, most of the mass shootings in the U.S. are gang-related. It's a gang member taking their Glock or their or, or or their Sig and gunning down what, some Crips. I don't even the see the problem. By the way, the US. what what are those related to? Excuse and so me? you bring up these, and so I, I know that eventually we're going to get to the argument of, well, look at Chicago. Well, do you know what Chicago is right next to? Indiana, which has some of the loosest gun regulation in the United States. Then why so doesn't Indiana have the same problem Chicago has? 
So if it's, if about, if it's all about the guns and the lax gun laws, why is Indiana relatively safe compared to Chicago? Well, you did bring up the issue of, of gang violence. But if you're talking about why are these guns so attainable, but that's what I'm saying, something able to flourish because of the attainability of these weapons. And that's what I'm talking about is the issue here. Okay, Banning then, then weapons let's, at large okay, let's, is not yeah, okay. the conversation that we're having. All right, then we're let's, let's say that we ban the air. attainability that has allowed yeah. this epidemic to flourish. Well, it's not an epidemic because it's not infectious, but... It's not an epidemic because it's not infectious. Well, it so is infectious. That we ban you saw a shooter in Buffalo with their, you know, manifesto, and then the, uh, the shooter in Uvalde who pretty much copied it word for word to go. That's on the power of the legacy media, baby. They encourage violence because it's good clickbait, including your friends at Midas Touch and the Lincoln Project. Anyway, uh, let's say that we ban. Let's say that we ban the air fifteen. I Let's think say Midas we... Touch is producing videos with, you know, Jason Alexander encouraging people <laughs> to watch the January 6th screen. I don't think George Costanza is really encouraging that yeah. much violence. Let's, the let's say that we ban. All right, you know, if, if, if I may. If I may. Let's say that we ban. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, one at a time. Sticks if, and then if, Jack. If I may. Let's say that we ban the AR-15, AK-47, the sporting rifle class. They're not weapons of war, but we've, we've gotten rid of the semi-auto uh, uh, rifles. How is that actually going to stop anyone from shooting up a school? In some of these states, we already have mag restrictions, et cetera. How is a tactical pistol or even a pair of revolvers, et cetera, any fundamentally different? Because, because, because the, some of those rounds are way bigger than a 5.56. You got a couple 45s on your hip or something, you're going to do way more damage at close range. I don't think that that's true. If you think the 556 will do more damage than a 45 or or a 50 cal or something like that, then it just shows ignorance. I think these high capacity magazines that are being able to be used with these specific weapons are dangerous and that they're unnecessary. <clears throat> what about the, again, the caliber? The point about that the I continue to return to is that defending yourself does not require an assault weapon. It doesn't. The it AR-15 does not is not an assault weapon. It's not an assault it does weapon. Not require these your, types of your boy Joe Biden. Known. Your boy Joe Biden said that if someone tries to break down your door, you should just open fire through the door with a shotgun. Now this shows. When's that Joe Biden quote from? from? Was that, that like Joe yesterday? Biden, I believe that was no. I believe it was from 2018, if I remember correctly. It was from 2018. I believe so. Well, somebody, I'd also somebody, somebody fact check. Joe Biden has progressed a lot since then. So. Yeah, yeah, he's progressed in his dementia. That's for sure. Uh, can, well, I, uh, unleash, can I unleash? Can I unleash a few quotes here? To uh, I appreciate huh? that. I said I think he's progressed on the positions he takes on it. Oh yeah. So uh, Washington yeah, Examiner, uh, real quick, WashingtonExaminer.com. More advice from Joe Biden: Just fire the shotgun through the door. This is uh, February twenty-seven, two thousand thirteen. Oh, it's two thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. And this so I don't think that's, I don't think that's reputable. Well, because <laughs> that's a quote. Yeah, but Joe Biden also said, I think marriage is between a man and a woman pretty recent, more recently to from 2013 than 2013 is to 2022. And we have very quickly changed our position on that issue. Yeah, he, cha he changed his position because he realized more than 51 percent of the population wanted gay marriage. Of course, uh, Obama so and Joe Hillary Biden did that too. changed his position and we thus saw change on this issue because more than 51% of the population believed that it was better if we had <clears throat> these rights. So what you're saying is Joe Biden changed his mind because it was politically popular. 
Yes. And then something happened because it was politically popular. So why shouldn't the same happen on this issue of gun reform? Why shouldn't these policies? Well, so instead of shooting through your front door with a shotgun, so over time, not be in. Not, yeah. Not so be, so instead of using a shotgun to blast your front door in half, um, what has Joe Biden's uh, recent response on this been? What does he now recommend? Oh well, Joe Biden has. Plenty of his As friends in the Senate, which I think he wants to encourage to participate on this bill. Um, I know you weren't very upset with, uh, I, I know you were pretty upset with Senator Cornyn for being a part of this bill, um, but Senator Graham as well. Um, I think oh, they're all a bunch Joe of Biden neocons wants, to me, yeah. What I think Joe Biden wants, I think we can both agree that Lindsey Graham is terrible. I think what Joe Biden wants is a bipartisan bill. That's what he's always wanted pretty much on every occasion. So I think he wants a bipartisan bill. But what I think Joe Biden would like to see is a ban on assault weapons or at least good raising luck. the minimum age to 21. You well, say the problem good is luck. Raising the, I think there the is problem good is, uh, I think once uh, yeah. a bill, once some basic parameters around it, and then I'd like to talk about the bill because, I again, I, I watched and listened to one of your videos um, in which you were talking about how you kind of like some of the school security. Um, I hate any extra policing in schools just because it leads to just increases the school to prison pipeline. Um, and that's more detrimental than anything. Um, but I, I want to talk about what you thought of the bill. Obviously, I'm expecting that you'll say you don't want anything in the bill. Um, but I'd, I'd uh, love false. to talk about that. Well, if you watch my video, you'd know that's no, false. I, again, I do, I do agree with uh, increasing funding and the mental, the mental health funding as well. Yes. So but I, I don't, but I don't believe so in lowering. I don't believe in position that this is an issue of doors. Do you think more mental health funding needs to be afforded to not only? Schools, I think a large. I think that a large, large proportion of all of the mass shootings in the United States are gang related, and we should close the border and actually go after the criminal street gangs to stop those. And I think that a large plurality of the rest, there's a mental health issue uh, at play. Sometimes people are on antidepressants, antipsychotics, and we should probably bring back asylums. My big problem with doing that. So when though, it's when it's well, white no, people, let me it's let me let me let me finish. That, that no, let me let me. You got to let me finish be, my thoughts. Be different. It's you a different me, solution. You got to let me finish my thoughts. I'm, I'm going to continue. I'm going to ignore you. Um, I, I agree with I agree with that premise. The problem is that the government will probably just use that to justify more red flag application for people who have topical mental illnesses. So the person with ADHD, well, they're not allowed to have a gun. They might be violent. A person with uh, schizophrenia who takes their medication they're effectively in quasi remission they can't have a gun depressed person oh my god they might shoot themselves quick we got to take their guns away from them red so flag I, I laws are a cancer. wait wait let's finish and then uh, go ahead oh no i'm, I'm okay go for it yes i thought you were i'm sorry so here's what i'll say about this okay you're saying that if this law that is being scrapped together barely able to happen just like hold it apart, just being barely held apart on either end, right? I am shocked that we are able to get 10 Democrats and 10 Republicans in the Senate together in the same room to talk about any issue. You think this group of people is going to be able to take your guns away next year? You think the current construction of the Senate that we have right now that couldn't pass a $15 minimum wage, that couldn't pass voting rights? Good. Do you think they are going to turn around and just say, oh, yes, so we were barely able to do anything on this action. Our next step is take all guns away. 
Is that truly your worry? Do you think that they're that effective? Begging, begging the, the question fallacy aside. Body at this moment to go ahead and turn to turn around and take your guns away because it's, well, it's not a body of the majority. I promise you that. Now, this issue has support from the majority. But how the Senate works is something has support from the majority Jack, and it takes 25 years for it to get passed. Jack, you, you've asked me a question. Now let me answer it. Um, yes, I think uh, I will go by Cornyn's own words when he said that the only reason that they didn't include an assault weapons ban, 21 plus to buy firearms, et cetera, et cetera, mag restrictions, was not because he had a principal stance against them as unconstitutional. And this is posted publicly. Everyone go look at Cornyn's Twitter page if you want to fucking believe me. It wasn't because these proposals were unconstitutional. And he's a senator from Texas in the GOP, so he's not exactly a left winger. It was because by adding them to the bill, the bill wouldn't pass. So he's not principled. Neither is Romney, neither is Collins. Of course, these people would absolutely love to disarm people. They're not going to be able to. But yes, I, I believe that some of these individuals would like that. They live in gated communities and penthouses with private security. They are afraid of some random brown person on the subway airing them out. As many liberals are, they're racist. Crookshank was bigoted. The arguments being made before SCOTUS with regards to concealed carry by the leftoid states that are fielding them, they're bigoted explicitly. Um, I, I find uh, it, it's very funny. Liberals will also say, well, once brown people start buying guns, then there will be action. Uh, that's funny because I seem to recall earlier this year, there was a group of Black Panthers by the hundreds marching with their AR-15s, those uber scary military weapons, and nobody did jack shit about it. There were no shootings. There was no violence. They marched down the street. Who cares? I hope they buy more weapons. Why? When did your fascination, I want to dive into this because I've never very Trying much- Trying to do psychology on me no. is a losing proposal. <laughs> I am from, uh, I'm from- <laughs> The great state of Florida. Um, I have lots of, you know, friends who are conservatives. I know that's not the title. How would you describe yourself? I don't want to like, you know, give you a title that, that I don't that, even that know how to describe yet. myself. I'm quasi libertarian, I suppose. You're I just a guy with a great, set of, a great set of plants behind them. Again, I am, um, I'll, I'll just say just for my own, you know, edification. I just, uh, I just moved to a, a friend's place in DC. So my background setup is not as beautiful as yours. Um, also, I thought that it would be a good idea. I don't usually wear glasses. As you can tell, they're kind of, I'm like legally blind, so they're a little thick, but I thought I would join the party with you two uh, and pop on some glasses. I thought we could all wear them together. Now you just need I, a gun I, in I, the background, you know? You're, <laughs> there's not. Your comment section, I, I think I think everyone didn't really love the glasses or appreciate them, but I was kind of <laughs> trying to join the party. I, I would like to understand. So like I said, I'm from Florida. A lot of my friends, not well, they didn't because, you know, they were 15, 16, but, you know, their parents owned weapons or you know, they had property in which they would go out and shoot. And when we, you know, because I, I always have been talking about politics when they, when we talk, you know, similar to a debate like this, I think, I think we're having a very, you know, civil and we're not really interrupting each other. I, I saw some, some comments. I'm looking at the comment section a little bit. I don't know what clank means, but I've seen some people say that this is still a decent debate, but when we've talked about these issues, um, you know, when I talk about these issues with my friends, they were always very careful with, you know, teaching um, people on their property how to shoot, very careful with talking about safety, understanding the damage that can be done from a firearm. And Absolutely. they cared about being responsible gun owners. 
So Same with my me. question is, pardon? Same with me. Uh, I'm not okay. going to uh, aim the gun at anything I'm not shooting at. And so they also, because they were responsible gun owners, wanted more responsible gun owners. They wanted people who weren't just able to go and with some cash, go to a market and just buy a gun. They wanted background checks. They wanted people to be trained on how to use this weapon because when they brought people to their property, they didn't say, hey, take this thing. There's a target over there. It was a very long process of instructing, a very important process of realizing the weapon that you were holding. It, it, and it wasn't just here. Here's your weapon. And these are the yeah, same so people. People, who people are responsible. Guns. So yeah, what's people are responsible for basic, learning how to train with their weapon. Absolutely. If I would you agree don't with believe, you. if you don't believe that there should be any restrictions on your ability to own firearms, do you see your ability to need to be trained like other responsible gun owners would want someone using their weapons for the first time to be? For the government requiring that, do you see that as a restriction or an infringement on your rights? The government, government doesn't, it's a non-issue. The government doesn't need to require what's already being done anyway by at least rural and small town Americans. This is a problem for the inner cities where somebody goes to the back seat of a car in an alleyway and buys their piece in order to kill a bunch of gang members or something like that. It's not an so issue keep, for rural you America. Up, you keep bringing up, up, up gang violence and talking about, you know. Well, I'm yeah, because it's the main the main source of gun crime in the U.S. is gang violence. So, so but what I'm what I'm talking about these AR and again, we're talking about AR-15s that are being used. No, we're we're talking about school, guns in, in general. In school shootings. Thought. In school shootings. So now you're pivoting. The shooter. I, you know, I'd let you finish some of your thoughts. I'd say no, some no, of them. no, you. So you I'll let you some of the time. Um, Again, I'm talking about AR-15s because you're saying why you don't think that they should be banned. But that's the weapon chosen by 18-year-olds who don't have any connection to the black market, who aren't able to, you know, go on some dark web to find a gun or have some connection because they're not criminal masterminds who are able to track down these weapons. Only by the fact that they are 18 and being 18 allows you to go and get these weapons are they able to get them. So they are able to legally procure these weapons. They wait till they're 18. They're not committing these, and I'm not speaking for every instance. Again, I'm speaking for the vast majority of them. They wait until they are 18 years old. They purchase mm -hmm. these firearms legally. They're doing I, it legally. I have a and quick so question that, for Jack. Who cares? Was, 18, was, not, was not 18, but 21. It would be a different story. Yeah, Wait, they have twenty-one-year-olds using them. To I have a quick question. I have a quick a question for Jack. I have a quick question for Jack. I know you're focusing on the AR-15, but like Six was talking about earlier, if let's say the AR-15s are banned, there would be other weaponry that would become the weaponry of choice, and this would go on and on and on <clears> until all the weaponry is banned, right? Like, why do you keep sticking to the AR-15 if later on they could just get a different weapon? So. I do think that those weapons should continue to be banned. As you've seen, weapons like that, as you've seen in other countries that have had mass shootings and then realized we cannot live this way, countries like Australia or other European nations where you see basically zero as their level of gun violence. I think you've seen, and I, I would love this to be looked up, um, I, I can try to do it myself very quickly, but... I think compared to the mass shootings that we've had in the past 10 years, there's been, you know, six overseas in Europe or school shootings. There's been six overseas in Europe and all 
European nations as compared to the most gun crime well, must be hundreds that we've had. Well, that depends on how you define mass shooting. Under the old definition, half of these wouldn't be classified that way because it's just drive-bys and shit. Oh, so it's okay if it's, you know, three people getting shot? That's fine. I, well, I don't That's mind if, if gang members kill you each like other. The they're going to do it like anyway. The label but, of that? Well, if, well, I mean, you've changed the methodology. That's why it looks like there are so many more of them is all I'm saying. So whether it's you've fair lowered to the threshold or it's not or, fair to... We're having this conversation. This conversation around guns has been elevated because several mass shootings at schools, at grocery stores, at funerals. There was a mass shooting of someone who was being buried, who died of gun violence. So they the killed the, the dead police, body. I'll say. No, Did they shoot the dead body too. Shot. I don't. Think, I don't understand why <laughs> it's kind of a joke. You. <laughs> no, but when well, you're talking, the, the idea is funny. When, when you're talking about when you're talking about AR-15s, though, I, I, I don't we... want to have this conversation. And it's and I because there's again, like I said at the beginning, mm -hmm. there's a big scope of this issue. There's a lot to talk about. But what I'd like to talk about specifically is gun violence in communities and specific, and more specifically at schools, where we see the I... weapon of choice being an AR-15. But again, can can we just drop? I want to make sure. Wait, wait, matter. Real quick, I want to make sure we can drop the AR-15. It doesn't matter which weapon is chosen. If that were banned, they would move on to a different variety of weapon, an AK-47. Maybe you've banned all sporting rifles. Now they've got a 50 cal that can shoot one person and the net kill them, come out on the other side, blow the second person's head off, tiddly wink off their skull, and hit a third person in the shoulder and injure them. The AR-15 ain't doing that. You've, you've made an unequivocal statement at the beginning of this debate that the AR-15 is effectively a flesh-tearing weapon of war, and that's simply Which not is. the case. It is not. Please well, look why, up. Please well, look up. Please. Please. Will you let me have 10 seconds? Okay, okay. Yeah, one at a time. One at a time. Will you please give me 10 seconds here? They weren't. They hold, were not. They hold on. Let's, were Jack, not. Jack, please. Let's I've, I've go, and then you're going to... Talk, Look up yeah. Demolition Ranch or some other gun channel and then watch them fire at watermelons or pieces of steel or anything else with these weapons and see where the AR-15 stacks up to a 50 cal, to certain 45 cal weapons, to weapons chambered 308, 30-06, etc. There is no comparison. It is an intermediate caliber. It is effectively a 22 on steroids made rifle ready. That's all it is. I love the, the, the fixation is is completely ridiculous if you were to ban that weapon somebody would just get something a little bit more expensive chambered in a much more deadly round a little bit bigger a 308 i would love to get a 308 semi-automatic i think that it's a wonderful idea then if a bear comes lumbering out of the woods something that that uh, people dwelling in penthouses don't have to deal with Feinstein's not exactly uh, afraid of coy dogs attacking her when she's walking in the woods, then I'll actually stand a chance with an AR-15. Well, maybe, maybe it'll scare it off with the noise. And that's basically the sum and substance of it. But we're not, I mean, that's one particular model, one, one extremely limited example among a much larger gun debate in which people like yourself are not simply saying, hey, we'll get rid of the AR-15. You're also talking about mag restrictions. 
which make no sense. In some cases, it would outlaw low caliber handguns that aren't even remotely military in nature, including 22 handguns. You're talking about raising the age to buy weapons, thus violating the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause, because you would be preventing people in the militia between the eight, uh, ages of 18 and 20 or even 18 and 24 from even fully participating in the activities of the militia. It would also violate the Fourth Amendment. Red flag laws violate the right to a speedy and fair trial. It's pre-crime. So uh, there's this plethora of different things that we could talk about, and your only fixation and, and I don't even understand it at this point, is with the AR-15. <clears throat> oh, uh, Jack, you're muted. Uh, but just to be clear, Jack, before you uh, speak, we just had a conversation a minute ago where you yourself said that once the AR-15 is banned, it's not really going to stop there. There's going to be other guns, whether it's the more powerful ones that Six was talking about or other ones. There's still going to be other guns that would be available for uh, people to use in these shootings. And you yourself confirmed that, which is why... Why even talk about the AR-15 now? Let's just talk broadly about the uh, weaponry here. And uh, from what I understand, you would want every other weapon that would be available for these uh, kids to be taken away. Is that correct? I just want to make sure that we're on the record here. I'm not putting a blanket statement saying that every weapon, because I know that if I say every weapon that could be used to commit a mass murder, you'll turn around and say this little sword that I have could do it just the same if someone had five years of training, so on and such, which just isn't necessarily true when you compare the you know, ability of these weapons to take lives quickly and efficiently, right? To just do it in a rapid order, which is what has been done, is to go into these schools and kill people as efficiently as possible because that's what these weapons are designed to do. Now, why is it, and I have the other question that I wanted to bring up, why is it that there is a federal restriction until the age of 21 to purchase a handgun? Um, I do not believe that that is actually true. Under federal law, the minimum age to buy a handgun from a licensed dealer is 21. Um, I think you may be looking at state laws, my dude. I know there are states that have that imposition. I, 21. Do we do we want to get a look? Um, yeah, yeah, let's. Uh, oh, okay. So fact, ATF. Fast, uh, all right, I'm looking at the ATF over law here. Law handguns says... sold by licensed dealers to persons under 21. Which law is that? Because I'm looking at the ATF right now, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, and it says over here, an individual between 18 and 21 may acquire a handgun from an unlicensed individual who resides in the same state, provided the person acquiring the handgun is not otherwise prohibited from receiving or possessing firearms under federal law. Yeah, you're talking, you're talking, there are some states that have raised it, including my home state of Vermont, they've raised it to 21 and I think they wanted to do it for sporting rifles. I'm not 100% sure if that passed. But no, there is no such federal law. Even when we look at the uh, federal law that you're looking at uh, that's being proposed by, you know, the cucks in the Senate right now, like the Cornines and the Romneys, um, did you did you actually check the ramifications of the red flagging uh, system there? It's just a suggestion. It's to give states... It's an incentive. It's, it's a financial-based an incentive. An incentive. Hey, we'll pay you like, in order to violate the Constitution. It's not even a federal law. Like I said, I don't think the, the bill is perfect. I don't. So no, it shouldn't be passed that. at all. <laughs> well, I think I'd like to see more. Who are the senators that you do enjoy their work? I'm guessing like what, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz? To fuck Ted Cruz, I like Rand Paul. 
Okay. Well, let's well let's get a little bit deeper. <laughs> let's get a little bit deeper into this. Uh, well, I'm, no, I'm fine with fuck Ted yeah. Cruz. I'm I'm perfectly on board. We, I, I want, we would agree on Ted Cruz. Yeah. We could have a Ted Cruz fuck party. Yeah. I want to get before the fuck party. I want to get a little bit of. I want to get a little bit deeper into the uh, gun situation here. So, Jack, where would you personally then stop? Uh, I know you talked about the sword, but where would you personally have the cutoff at what guns are going to be allowed for uh, 18-year-olds to have? Well, I don't think 18-year-olds should be able to purchase any gun. All right, so, so I let's... Can't uh, right of the militia. Because I, well, I, can't, militia. I, I can't write it. I can't rent a car. I can't. I, from at most hotels, you're not allowed to check in until you're 21. So, what does that have to do with the think... Constitution? Uh, the Constitution does not not say uh, the right to keep and bear hotel rooms shall not be infringed. <laughs> but Jack, can you steel man Sticks's argument for if we imagine the worst case scenario of why a militia would be required here? Can you steel man Sticks's argument as to why 18 year olds should be able to have this kind of uh, weaponry? Why are you asking what like what this scenario would be? Yes, the whole point, the whole reason as to why the eighteen-year-olds uh, would be uh, allowed or should be allowed to have this there kind of weaponry. One. So, should the draft age be raised to twenty-one? Are you saying should the, should the so, age to vote be raised to twenty-one? No, because that's not a dangerous thing. Well, actually, you could say voting's not dangerous. dangerous I think you could say it's a potentially dangerous thing, depending on who you're voting for. If you're voting for Rand Paul, um, maybe so. I can't um, vote for I'd him, say... unfortunately. I'm not in Kentucky, so I have to vote for Bernie Sanders or you know whatever punching bag he runs against. It's very do you, sad. Do you vote? Do you vote for Bernie? Do you just kind of? I get wouldn't. In? I'm not going to vote for Bernie Sanders. He's over the hill and crazy. Um, he, he sold out and decided to buy a third home. Mm. But now here's the thing. The militia is explicitly defined as people who are of voting age up, who are of able body, not currently incarcerated or criminal lunatics. And well-regulated, I'd state as well. <clears throat> yes, regulated, well-able to function. 1700s parlance, not the same as the current meaning. Um, and being the, regulated, right? Well, let's yes, get into like that a meaning of regulated. diet. Like, you, I can regulate about... my diet. I don't need the government to do it for me. Yeah. Regulated well, the government means... does do it for you. No, but just no, to be clear, Jack, the government not... is no government left. Yes, government don't. regulation is regulation, but it is subjugate to the concept of regulation. That is, regulation is a an overarching concept. Government regulation is one component of it. We know that the militia can involve soldiers because there were, were no soldiers in the United States when the Second Amendment was ratified. And we know that the militia encompasses the people at large because, of course, there is a literal reference to this from multiple founders. I've got quotes here if I need to use them. Well regulated in the 18th century had nothing to do with government regulation. It had to do with the regulation of mechanisms. So the militia as a body of people, a militia capable of mustering, the able-bodied people who owned their own weapons, self-evident within the Second Amendment, is regulated by themselves. They regulate themselves. It's just like a machine. Uh, to regulate it doesn't mean the government comes in and repairs the machine. The machine is well able to function. Huh? What weapons were they owning? <clears throat> weapons of war. Literal ones. Yeah. What did, did you know that Lexington and, Lexington and Concord, the uh, spark that fired this, the uh, Revolutionary War was because the British tried to uh, confiscate the uh, military armaments of people that didn't like them? Didn't have was to do it with tea. Was it AR-15 that they were taking away? No, it was cannons um, and things of that nature. 
cannons and explosives, mm. things that'll rip, that'll, things that will actually rip a person apart and make them unidentifiable. And that you can in, in, in shoot in less than half a second, you can fire off. Historically, it's you, very you, easy to transport, move, and fire cannons rapidly. Just yeah. carry them around. Okay, right? let me let me ask you this then. Historically, why it's is a there, thing why is it, pop them out. Why is it that for the first hundred years then, if, if gun control was on the minds of the founders, why is it for the first hundred years of the United States prior to Cruikshank, there was never any mutter of the need to legislate against weapons, even though during that time you went from flintlock muskets and very, very old style non-breech loader powder cannons to Gatling guns, lever actions, and revolvers. Those are all available long before there? Cruikshank. It doesn't matter. We're talking about a constitutional argument. Not saying, a false well, how many school shootings were there? Uh, quite a few, if you count Native Americans, actually. And I bet they wish they had had more guns. Mm. There were also anarchist bombings yeah, going on. Yeah, they were brown on. people, so they don't count, right? But also, Jack, I want to make sure we agree on the definition. <laughs> I'm, I'm of, well, sure of the point that you're trying to make with that. I'm, with I'm that saying statement. that it, I'm saying that weapons evolved well beyond the old flintlock muskets that were already much more advanced than they had. Sure, and the way that prior. we view weapons should evolve as well. And but they, but it didn't for the first hundred years, including the whole period that the founders were alive. Not one person uttered a word in the necessity of regu regulating weapons. Now, why is it that supposedly uncouth, illiterate people living in the hinterlands back then can be trusted with multi-shot weapons and cannons and all these things and didn't have a problem, but all of a sudden now it's a big problem? Have we devolved in some case? Have we become less intellectual, less well-learned, less well-responsible, less well-regulated of ourselves? Have we become more irresponsible now? Then people living out in the mountains, chewing on, literally putting gunpowder on their food as seasoning? Are we less developed than them? I would like to think not. I mean, I suppose in the inner city that might be a problem, but not where no, I come from. Backdrop. Come on now. You seem pretty organized and got it together. I'm going to keep complimenting. I'm, I'm very backdrop. well regulated, yes. If we're going to have some middle ground, which I'd like to have, I got to just continue to compliment the background because it looks mm. great. You do a great job. Wait, before, before the compliment. That's one hell of a pivot. I just wish yeah. I had a gun back there, but, you know, I'm in the yeah. Netherlands at the moment. Wait, I want, Jack, I want to make sure that you agree Why on Sticks's. Well, you have to file to get a gun in the Netherlands. I've considered it, but I'm not a full-on citizen, so, mm. you know. I thought you said you lived in Vermont. Huh? Did you say you You said you lived in I, Vermont. I married a Dutch woman. I'm, I'm on two continents. Right now I happen to oh. be in the Netherlands, yeah. Oh, so is that why I had to wake up early and you just were kind of kicking it? Is there a time difference here? <laughs> if I was in the United States, we, we'd have a better time, yeah. Mm. It, it is know, a problem with scheduling, yeah. Wait, I want to make sure, uh, Jack, no, do you this. agree with uh, Styx's definition of well-regulated? Because from what I understand, you were talking about regulated, meaning some entity like a state regulates it, and Styx had a different definition. Do you agree with Styx's definition of well-regulated? No, we disagree on that position. Okay, Why? Well, I think when we're talking about regulation, I think we're talking about government regulation of the firearms themselves. I think that maybe this is a constitute a view of the Constitution that we have that's <laughs> different here. But I think the uh, you know evolution of how that we we should view the Second Amendment should be regulation of weapons as they become more advanced, as they become more destructive, and they but the, but they are the need for, but but the thing but, is, if you if you look at the Second Amendment, the militia is subjugate to the people at large in the second sentence. The regulation cannot come from a government. It's explicitly impossible. I again, let me let me read again, off a couple. If you, if you let me, no, no, if, if, if I may. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's if, if I may, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've yeah. got a couple of quotes here. 
I ask, who are the militia? They consist now of the whole people except a few public officers. This was George Mason in the Annals of Congress, late 1700s, one of the founders. The right of the people to keep in their arms shall not be infringed. A well-regulated militia composed of the body of the people trained to arms is the best and most natural defense of a free country. James Madison. Guard with jealous attention the public liberty. Suspect everyone who approaches that jewel. Unfortunately, nothing will preserve it but downright force. Whenever you give up that force, you are ruined. The great object is that every man be armed. Everyone who is able might have a gun. That's Patrick Henry. And finally, the Constitution shall never be construed to prevent the people of the United States, who are peaceable citizens, from keeping their own arms. Samuel Adams. So if the founders believe that it's the people that keep and bear arms, including military weapons, which they explicitly had at the time, and if these founders never uttered a word in, in, in problematic nature over the subsequent 50, 60 years, some of them were still alive, despite the development of much newer weapons, which were much more adept than the ones they had at the time, why should we take seriously the concept now that we need to revise this, say the militias, the military, the people shouldn't keep and bear arms. Regulation comes from the government that barely existed at the time that it was ratified, and that people should give up military-style weapons that aren't even used by a military like the AR-15. No military uses them. They're not select fire. It's not an assault weapon. And, and who cares if it's a military weapon? Dude, you can go out and buy a machine gun with a tax stamp. You just have to find someone willing to sell it to you. You can buy a grenade launcher. Old pre, uh, what was it, 86 ban uh, assault weapons. You can buy them too. It's too bad there are only a handful of them there and they'd cost about 20 grand. Basically, it's just to keep poor people disarmed, poor and brown people. It's the same fucking shit as Crookshank. And that's your position. Well, it's, well it's the position of the founders too. So yeah, I mean, good company. Who I don't think had you know, much knowledge on the current state of what our firearms would look like. They also didn't understand the internet would exist, but the First Amendment covers the modern printing press. They didn't understand there'd be email, but the Fourth Amendment covers that. They didn't understand there'd be more than 13 states, but the uh, Tenth Amendment covers them. They but certainly, they, did they didn't believe in suffrage they for women. That they were they agreed with slavery. And so they regulated the firearms as they were at that time. But they didn't regulate them. There's a hundred years exactly. of no regulation. They didn't regulate them as they were at that time. Different firearms entirely. I want the to flintlock musket was completely obsolete by the middle of the 19th century. I want to go back to still a none. central point. I want to go back to a central point earlier that you dismissed and you said, I don't think that's true when it entirely is. What's true? The students' bodies at the Uvalde shooting were unidentifiable in such a way that parents had to swab their mouths and take DNA tests so they could figure out which children they theirs. A young girl who wore green Converse was only able to be identified because of those shoes, because her body, and I'm sorry for those people who are gonna be disturbed by this because it's disturbing on the live, was so torn apart by this weapon that it was unable to be identified. Why do you I keep can't pivoting? Think of what does that have to do with the Second Amendment? needs a weapon that that is its purpose. I don't think someone needs a weapon that that is its person that that is its purpose. Then you believe yeah. in banning all firearms because the purpose of all firearms is to stop an attacker and to use how many for firearms purposes. could do that to twenty one people in an instant? Most of them. Most of them. I hate to tell you this, but again, Most the AR fifteen is the AR fifteen is not the ripper aparter. 
if we're actually going to take that tale seriously, and I don't, by the way, I think that's horseshit, that dude had to have pumped each body with 10, 20 rounds in order to do that kind of damage. When completely she had obliterating available them. To him. When she had available to him. He could have used any other sporting which is, rifle. He could have used revolvers. Which dude, I have speed loaders. Do they, dude, you do can get a speed loader for a revolver. AR-15? Yes, absolutely. I've got a revolver at home. It's a nine-shot top-break HR Sportsman. It's only in 22, but I've got speed loaders for it. I guarantee you that I can put as many bullets in a person as if I was using an AR-15 with 10-round magazines. It's not that difficult. It's called training. I can pop off many, many dozens of rounds a minute with that. But again, you're saying it's called training, right? These are 18-year-olds without training who are buying a weapon that they can buy in one day and then go out and do the same amount of damage as someone, I'm sure, like yourself. Yeah, so, so he dropped has, a bunch of people has, and then he mutilated. Lots of training. Yeah. So it would take a you person know what like the real, You want to know what the real problem is here? Let me finish, my thought. The, Let me finish right. my thought. Go ahead. It would take a person like yourself who has, I, I, I don't know how old you are, um, but I could guess at least, what, a decade of training with these weapons or time spent around Hell these Hell no. Weapons? I don't have a decade of training. I got my first weapon long ago, but not a decade ago. I, well, I, I, you know, I my grandpa gave me his, his nine-shot revolver, and then I bought a few more uh, on my own. A couple I'm, not, I'm just going to call you old. I just, you know, you put you put together. Well, older, than, well, more mature than you, yeah. yeah you, <laughs> you put together. You, you threw a child out there. So I said, eh, I could give you 20. I could see 28. I could, you know, I don't, I give you a number. You think I'm 28? Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take the compliment. No, I was just, you know, I was just giving I'm you 34. Speaking of, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm 34. I'll take the compliment. Oh, well, then you, you said you said there was no way you could have had 10 years. So I was assuming you were saying you were younger. No, you, you got to understand when I was younger, I didn't really do weapons stuff. It wasn't until my grandfather was old and almost, you know, demented. He gave me his 22. That's the first weapon I used. And I don't even think you want to ban that kind of weapon. It's a 22. That but revolver's again, 50 years is, old. What I'm saying is, let's, let's return to some of the things that I was saying. You can talk about ARs being used for killing feral pigs, which is absolutely absurd. Um, you can talk about... Oh, boy, Google it. Said, Google it. No, 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 no. Oh, no, dude, no, no, dude, no. I know it's something that happens. I know it's something that happens. I know that there are feral pigs out there that people use their weapons to kill. But I Good. think if we did the trade-off of feral <laughs> pigs to those young 19 children who are slaughtered in their own classroom, think I think you have to take a minute to say, hmm... Which do I care more about? And also, think of the children past the Patriot If you can't kill pigs from your patio with your firearm without having to have, you know, a hundred rounds in it, then maybe you need a little bit more practice. Do, but do like you I was saying, how dangerous you said, dogs can be. They're carnivorous, dude. They'll rip you apart. You I don't said, want to take a twenty-two revolver to go and and kill hogs. Just well, you clear. said that you could do it just as easily as you could with an AR. I'm that saying that position. I can fire as many shots, so but a human, person... a, 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 a human being is no, no, not no, the no. same as a 500-pound pig. That's not what was said. You said with the right That is what training, I said. I can Wait, do, no, 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 no. Yes, so I can do as take. much damage to a human. Humans are cut, not well armored. When this armored. is cut on YouTube, this is when we're going to roll it. This is will be the period when I'm we roll sure it that you'll selectively you edit it. Well, wait, Jack, 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 to be fair, when we were talking being, about this. Yeah. A, a 150, 200-pound human being. Look at how thin the skin is. You think that a hog is the same? Or no, but I mean, you said you could do the same amount of damage with an AR in the context of school shootings. Absolutely, to a human, absolutely, to a human, absolutely. Yeah. No, Jack. Jack. To be fair, accurate at close to fair. immediate range of my revolver. Again, but I wouldn't. I but if I shoot a pig, I, it doesn't matter if I hit the pig in the forehead; it's going to bounce off its skull. 
I you wanted, see, you I don't know anything about guns. No, I wanted to, but you've, you've talked for like five minutes. Let me make one quick point. You're talking about bodies being mutilated by the AR-15, okay, in the Uvalde shooting. The AR-15 generally doesn't mutilate. It is a wounding gun. What you're indicating is actually far worse and far more, more grotesque than you even understand. And I would actually agree with you. The police refused to respond. There were no good guys with a gun. There were a bunch of coward pigs out there that refused to respond for an entire hour, showing, showing wait, wait, we cannot rely more. upon police and must, must defend ourselves, while an idiot, a goddamn psychopath, riddled those small children with bullets. He shot them over and over when they were already dead. That's why they were mincemeat. It wasn't because he shoots them one time, they die, they're already dead, that's already a tragedy, and magically their body explodes. This is not a doom game. This is not fallout. This isn't, hey, I've got this special perk. If I shoot this person in the head with the special critical, their head blows up. That's not what the AR-15 does. If he turned them into Swiss cheese, he did it when they were already dead because he's a goddamn madman and a pervert. That's the truth. So, so, we, can agree on, so we can agree on something. Good way, good guy with a gun doesn't work because cops can't because cops are cowards. They're not good guys with a gun. They're pigs. They didn't do but their they job. They should all be so fired. No, a good guy with a gun did go into the building and finally kill the dude. It was an it was an off-duty ICE officer, not the cops. The cops sat there masturbating with their thumbs up their ass and did goddamn nothing. If you think that parents don't want to arm up and preferably homeschool their kids at this point, you're nuts. But a good guy with a gun. 99% of the time has not been the solution to these problems. False. There are more shootings in self-defense than in offense in the United States. But in some cases, in some cases, they don't even have to shoot. Are, they just say, hey, I'm armed. And they good leave guys along. with guns are not preventing mass shootings. Sure they are. Not. No, sure they are. Look at the, look at the Woodby Garland shooting answer. back during the Drama Muhammad Day event. That was back in like 2014. Some off-duty mall cop gared the dude out. He was going in there to kill a bunch of people. And how many mass shootings have we had since then? And how many mass shootings have we had since then? How many self-defense instances? in this year alone. Yeah, and tens of thousands of instances where a person, in many cases, didn't even need to fire a shot because the assailant ran off the second they saw the person was armed. The average person, you aim a gun at them, they're going to run in the other direction because they don't even have a gun in many cases because they are criminals. And that's wonderful. People should be armed at all times. Good I, guy I with a gun is me, like not, said, so, not some mall cop. Like, I, okay, well, you're not everywhere. No, but I can be where I am. I can defend my family. I can defend my community. If I'm out at the store, if I was out at the store and somebody starts shooting, yes, what is, damn right, I'm going to return fire. They might kill me otherwise. would be a ban on the weapons that you're trying to defend against. What are you talking about? The average shooting involves a handgun. I've got two of them. My Glock 17 is better than the average handgun used by some retard gangbanger anyway. How many guns do you have? I have four of them. I have an HR Sportsman 22, a Ruger 22, that's an old single shot revolver, a Glock 42, which is concealed carry, it's in 380, and then a Glock 17. And when I get back to the United States, I'm going to buy two or three more fucking weapons. I think it's wonderful. Oh. I've also got body armor. I've got a bunch of MREs. I've got uh, all sorts of great shit. And I uh, am allowed to do that. I'm a member of the militia. Absolutely. Now, returning to the point that I was trying to make earlier, I just don't think guns that can do that 
are guns that need to be owned by people. In this and we need to ban all guns, according to you, because all of them can do that. Once a person's dead, if you keep I shooting them over and over, they will turn into hamburger. Similar legislation to that of which we've seen in other countries, which has been extremely proven and effective, is what we should implement. They don't have a Second Amendment. It's not applicable. Some of those nations are islands. I love it when people talk about the Australian gun buyback and don't realize it's kind of hard to run guns into a country if you have to have a naval capability to do so. A little bit more different than walking across Biden's porous southern border where he invites people, cartel members in, and then gives them automatic weapons like Fast and Furious. Your own government doesn't even take this concept seriously. We were running automatic weapons, literal machine guns, down to Sinaloa not that long ago, and it killed a border agent. And that same government told you that you don't need more than 10 shots in your locker. We're sending billions of dollars in weapons to Ukraine right now. Those civilians, perfectly fine. They should, they should own every machine gun, missiles, tanks. Those are good. Those are good people. Exactly. Those, those people, you know, they're perfectly allowed to own all of these weapons. But American citizens, oh, my God, we can't trust them with, uh, with this fucking AR-15. Hmm. I have a quick question I th- I think for that's Jack. crazy. Jack, do you would you be able to give any steel manning at all to the idea of prevention of a government becoming so oppressive against its people if there's no uh, way that people would be able to defend themselves from governmental tyranny? Because I know we covered self-defense, but as far as the potential, and I'm not saying we're in the state now, but as far as the potential for a government to become tyrannical, do you see a check on that tyranny being the ability to defend oneself with weapons that... Uh, are a little bit above what you would consider to be the right weapons for people to have. Imagine Mike Pence as president. I I can't imagine Mike Pence as president. I don't think Mike Pence can really imagine Mike Pence as president. (laughs) I don't know who who would be electing Mike Pence, the people who wanted to hang him. Um, Do I think that that's the solution? Um, I think we saw, as I referenced earlier, a bit of a tyrannical government in 2020. I think we saw a bit of a police state. And I know you're going to want to hop in and say, what, with the lockdowns? Um, No, I'd say police, you know, uh, shooting rubber bullets and tear gassing peaceful protesters in Washington, D.C. I think that was a bit of a police state. You mean at the Kavanaugh commencement or? No, I said in 2020. Kavanaugh was 2018, 2020, during the uh, protest of the murder of George Floyd. The peaceful protest that we saw, we saw people tear gas. We saw people shot with rubber bullets. We saw, you know, I think that I think a very clear example is that clip that went viral of the older gentleman being shoved over and having his head split in the back by a police officer. Like, I think we can both agree that, you know, police officers have done a lot more bad than good. Um, and I think a clear example of that is those protests. And I think another clear example of that is the it's the cowards that were in Uvalde. Quite nothing. poignant, yeah. So, so, so you want them, but you want them the to answer, go door to door to make sure that everyone's guns are locked up properly and that they don't have the wrong magazine size. Then they're good so, cops. To answer your question, do I think that an armed militia is what would prevent, you know, government tyranny in the United States. Absolutely not. No. So then you, so then you don't understand anything about the uh, history of the AK-47. Now look what the Vietnamese or the Koreans did, <laughs> or the Taliban. I don't think. Or the Libyans. Uh, 
I don't think if you really wanted to talk about going to war with our government, a government that spends almost a, you know, a trillion dollars a year on its military, I don't irrelevant. think they, did you say irrelevant? How do you maintain supply lines when millions of people are sabotaging them? A tank can't stand on the street corner and enforce a, a no gathering edict. You need men. Sure. To do but do you think you could go to war with the U.S. military with your ragtag group of buddies, with your katanas? Yes. And yeah. Yeah. I think that a few million I think that a few million militia would absolutely steamroll the U.S. military, especially once half the military defects. Yeah. I also, it'd, be a little I bit, also, it'd be a little bit different from from projecting force over to Vietnam or Afghanistan to kill a bunch of kids. Yeah. I, I, I just I, I also don't think that any Americans are coming together in any solidarity on any issue. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying that anyone. I don't think the people. I don't the think the people. I don't think the people with the majority of the guns in this country are going to come together to defend anything of uh, of use. But what uh, what difference does that make? They tried to overturn our election in 2020. Yeah, no. Well, what does that have to do with the definition of militia or whether the AR-15 is a baby-killing Swiss cheesemaker? Doesn't so have anything to do with it. Question is no. So there's so there's nothing to do with it. So why even bring it up? Why the militia. The militia is not requisite upon. Who's answering a question? The the militia's existence as a civilian population which is armed is not requisite on them constantly mustering. In fact, if you want to have a good military, it makes sense to have a well-armed populace that's capable of using weapons because they need less training. It's a lot cheaper. Why this is, this, this is why one of the reasons we did kick ass. Why don't other countries do it then? Why is it, I don't why care is about what other countries do. Why is I don't this strictly give a an American issue? I, because we've got a Second Amendment, and, a, and the concept of the militia is a departure from the old world. When the United States was founded, we essentially said, fuck the old European old world system because it clearly doesn't work. They may they have state religion. Kids go to school without worrying about being. Yeah, shot. okay, okay. Yeah, 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 tell that to the third worlders. They have state religions. They're constantly censoring the to, press. Tell people, that to people have to ask permission to defend Japan. themselves. Tell that to Norway. Japan is an Norway. island. Japan is an island. A little bit easier to stymie gun sales now, isn't it? When they have to come in by boat or plane, as opposed to coming across the poor southern Mexican border in the United States. Guns mainly going in the other direction. It's, it's the CIA's cocaine that mainly comes north. We sell them machine guns in return and then tell American citizens they're not allowed to have their Glock anymore. Nine millimeters is a scary round. It'll turn people into meat burgers, make, make them uh, into uh, sausages. So you it's think horseshit. The large, amount of the large amount of guns that are owned in America make this country better? Absolutely. I just wish there were more of them. I think that we should mandate. I think it should Where be mandatory that every household There's has more a gun. guns than people. You think no, we that, should well, that's not that enough. Gun, that's, that every house no, has a gun. Every household should have a gun. We should have nationwide stand your ground. Well, nationwide like castle doctrine. Right there, am I right? And the no. NFA. No, no, no. Actually, multiple founders, multiple founders pointed out it wasn't just a right, but a responsibility of members of the militia to be well which regulated. Of, which of those? That, I believe that was Hamilton, if I remember correctly. I only. I'd have to. I'd have to quote mine. I've, I've got quotes here about what the militia means. I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to have twenty. Quotes if you have, if you have any quotes from John Adams, then then that could go a little bit of ways, and maybe. Well, I mean, John Adams it. was the Alien and Sedition Act bullshitter, so I don't give a shit about what he said. George also, Washington said yeah. that the people should maintain proper arms in order to uh, resist tyranny, including their own government. So I'll, I'll I just think take the tyranny it that the they wanted president. to resist was the people to the west whose land that they took. I think that's what. No, it was their own British government, actually. The regulars. No. Uh, yeah, that I was what they were fighting. Was, I think it was the natives 
who were tyranny, <laughs> the natives who we had to defend against. Total revisionism here. Now that is Pardon? one hell of a revisionist stretch. They made it quite clear that it, it was the regulars from their own government in the in Britain that they had a problem with. That's why we departed from the Euro system. Yeah, they were afraid of being attacked by Native Americans, up to and including the fact that when they tried to disarm the colonists, that's that's one of the reasons why they didn't want to be disarmed, because they faced invasion from hostile so-called native forces on a regular basis. The British hostile came native along and said, "Have their land taken from them?" Ah, fuck that. That's a totally like separate argument. Hostile. Well, they were taking each other's land for thousands of years, but we'll get past that for just now because it's a they big argument. But it was an hour. Which which tribe? A... Native American, which tribe? It's just like saying, oh, these Italians invaded the French, but they're both white, so it's basically the same. Uh, uh, stop confusing ethnicity with race for a moment, but that's a bait argument, and I'm not taking the line. We're talking about guns. That's the point of the debate. The British marched in. Ha, ha, ha. We we're going guns. to take, your, we're going to take your military weapons away. You're, you're storing this. You're storing these. Hold on one at a time, people. You're uh, storing. And then Jack. You've got all these rifles and muskets and bayonets and cannons and powder and stuff in this armory. And we're uncomfortable with you doing that. And the colonists said, fuck off to their own government at the time, wielding military weapons and then proceeded to kick the shit out of them. Now, part of that's because it's hard to project force across the ocean. I, I'm not gung-ho for the star-spangled, God-given bullshit sort of argument. But they did. They won. And part of what they instituted was that the government could not impugn upon your right to own weapons. It doesn't matter what weapons they are. No, it doesn't matter if it's the uber-scary AR-15 boogeyman that people like you have a paranoid problem with because you've never seen one fire, you know nothing about it, you think that it's a weapon of war that turns people into meatball casserole, and you don't know anything shit from shit for guns. You say yourself you don't own a gun. Have you ever fired one? Yes. Okay, what kind of gun? A BB gun? No, an AR-15. Wonderful. Then you should know better. I should know that when I fired that weapon, which I you know, hate to admit, um, but just one time, because, again, do you know what we're doing here? We're having a debate and trying to understand each person's perspective. So okay, I you fired the gun and? Perspective. Pardon? You fired the gun and why did you have a problem with it? I thought, why the hell would anyone need this much power behind a firearm? Because did you fire any other weapon? Did you fire like a revolver? Something for comparison, I mean. Yeah, of course. I wouldn't. I so it was again. It was a. It was a. It was a handgun. I wouldn't be able to to tell you any classification of it because that's not. You know, really, I can't go back to a year ago and and bring that back into my memory. If you want me to send you an email afterwards, yeah, I can. Yeah, ask Joe Biden. Is. <laughs> what? Yeah, fire a Joe Biden. Fire a 50 cal now for comparison, and then you'll quickly back off the AR-15 as a baby killer uh, argument then. But or 308. Is. But it is. Because, again, you seem to want to talk about the AR-15 in this abstract in which it hasn't already killed children and mass murdered groups of people, which it has. And that's why well, we're so, having this so discussion. Vehicles look I was invited to have this discussion because there was a mass shooting that killed 21 people and 19 children. And the weapon of choice was an AR-15, which was purchased by an 18-year-old the day before. That's what if it had been a 308? Then, then you would really have trouble identifying the bodies. But again, you love to say, what if it was? But it wasn't. It wasn't. No, but Jack, the, 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 the problem, though, is that if it, if it wasn't going to be an AR-15, it would have been something else. That's what we agreed on before, that Look it doesn't matter Kimmy whether McVay it was. Did. He did it with fertilizer. But it was. 
And that's the thing. It was an AR-15, and they have been AR-15s consistently. And AK-47s. And Can I have one of those? They have been AR-15s. And that's why we're having the discussion about the AR-15. Not because I'm saying, I think the AR-15 will do this, and I think it has the potential to, and I want to stop it before it does. This is not me saying, I think it'll do this, and you saying, I know more about guns. It won't. I do. This is us saying... The AR-15 has done this. Let me show you the long list of mass shootings. Let me show you the you know how many people were killed people by the Winchester repeating rifle? All those Native Again, Americans you claim to love so much? We are so having much. a conversation about something that has actually happened. This is not an abstract. This is not We, we need to ban fertilizer then because is. Timmy McVeigh wasn't that long ago. I can. Mm. So I can that's a great that. pivot right there, and I love it. And it's all fine and good, and I'm, and I'm happy that you keep your lawn you know, nice and strong and growing with fertilizer. But this is, an, this is not in the abstract. Well, this is Jack, real. hold on. Let's go back in time a little bit. We were having a discussion half an hour ago where you yourself uh, confirmed that if the AR-15 was banned, people were going to use other guns. And that's going to keep happening. Well, no, no, no. You, well, you true are anyway. Yeah. I mean, you'd be right. No, no, no. I asked you. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I asked, I asked you, Jack. I asked you if the AR-15 was going to be banned, what would happen then? Would other guns be employed in those same situations? And you agreed. Other guns would be employed, and then you were I talking. If yes. they were, because you said then, I, I, I just, I just want to be, I just want to sure. clarify, because I'm totally okay with this whole you know, line of where we're going. I did say that if the AR-15 was banned, you said, what if other weapons were, were then used in, in their place? And I said, well, if other weapons were used in their place. Okay, the fine. The discussion if. around was, the, yeah, I just want to make sure that. But, but, but like, okay, but you, you disagree on the if. So by saying if, you're saying that they're, they, they're not going to be used. You're saying that as long as the AR-15 is out, no other gun is going to be used in the same situation. That's what I don't get here, because it seems very obvious that other guns would be used if the AR-15 but what was I'm not saying, around. What I'm saying is I can understand a world in which those weapons would then be used. And what I'm also saying to that is if those weapons will also be used and they'll be used in a similar fashion. And I remember saying this because I said, I don't want I don't want the conversation to then be turned around and say, well, what is a weapon? Anything can be a weapon. And that's when we got into hogs and pigs and how you could use do the same amount of damage with a revolver. And so I said, great, if you can do the same amount of damage with a revolver, you can do that to those feral those feral hogs. What I was saying showing is showing that, you know, nothing about guns. There's a difference. You said you could do the same amount of damage. That was to not a my human. Quote, that was yours. Yes. Again, you to weren't talking human? the abstract. Yes. I'm talking about what that's is that's not abstract. That's just raw pragmatism. A bear is not the same, the same thing as a raccoon. Damage. But why are you yes. having if that's what I don't get jack why do you say if it's very obvious that other weapons will be used in place of an ar-15 can we at least agree on that i don't understand where the if is coming from here i would like to the point something is, out the if it's coming the from the ar-15s are the weapon of choice in all of these mass shootings and when i say and all of course i do not mean every individual <clears throat> instance I'm well, that's funny because i can remember it. columbine being a big thing and that was a high point in a, in a tech a tech nine uh there was no ar-15 used there i'll say again the reason why we're having this discussion is AR-15s have been used consistently and constantly in mass shootings that have been used to wipe out people in an, as an efficient rate as possible by 18-year-olds. No, they've been used because they're relatively inexpensive and achievable, not because they're the best weapon. If they wanted so, the best weapon, they we would not be using an AR-15. AR this is great. This is great. They're available and they're cheap. Yeah. Let's talk about this. 
These 18-year-olds, like I said earlier, they're not criminal masterminds. If you make it more difficult for them to get a gun, it will be more difficult for them to get a gun. They waited till they were 18. The shooter. Yeah, okay, so now Uvalde they'll wait till they're 21 till, to go shoot the school up. The shooter at Uvalde waited till he was 18. Till it was legal. Okay. And then got the cheapest gun possible, is what you're saying. No, it's not the cheapest. Cheap. I'm saying it's relatively available. It's a relatively so it's available. And so he platform. got it. So if guns were less available and it was more difficult to get, they would then be more difficult to get. And in countries where these weapons are more difficult to get, you see fewer of these mass shootings. You see plenty of violent crimes and murders in these countries. It's just that people have to use something other than firearms. I love how you always things. I love I love how the anti-gunners, by the way, always fixate on just Western Europe and Oceania as comparisons. They never compare it to the vast bulk of the entire rest of the developing or undeveloped world where guns are variably available or unavailable. They never look what at the are statistics we? there. Are we a developed country? Why Who does that matter? Like what do you want our country to be? Yes, why it does, does the topic matter? Yes, it absolutely does. Why would, the, why, would, why would the development index matter in regards to gun availability? If guns are the cause of the violence, then we should look at third world nations where guns are only available to militiamen, to, to, to actual militaries and to the government. And we should say, God, uh, nobody else has guns. They should be really peaceful. Or do you want to drag a racial premise into it, perhaps? Because it's not about money. We don't see a huge discrepancy between poor and rich people in the Western world and, and their relative gun violence. So it's not wealth. Is it the availability, uh, availability of weapons? Because they're not generally available to the general population in most of the world. And yet you have it half the countries the in the world have much weapons. more gun crime. You have it mass murders and, and genocides. It's the availability of weapons. So how then all of those, so then all of those purges that they require. So then all of those background checks that they require. So then all of those purges in the third world, uh, they don't mean anything because they're brown people, right? Just like with Crookshank. Yes, I think that the I, lily I, I white gated community a, liberals like yourself, there, there's a bigoted uh, impetus <laughs> at some point. Hmm. Well, well, Jack, how I, familiar I are you? How familiar are you with Latin America, with places in the third world that have strict gun policies? But again, I don't know why that's the comp. I don't know why we're trying to make that the comp. The what? The comparison. Yeah, you don't want to compare it to those countries, only the ones with lower gun crime. I wonder why. Well, it's it's not the availability of guns. You're you're claiming that, but yet guns are virtually unavailable. Look at Mexico. Which, There's which one gun country, store licensed which in the country whole of is Mexico. the United States more comparable to? Well, any of them for the matter of gun availability, they're either available or they're not. Switzerland, guns are available. Everyone has guns. Mexico, there's one gun store in the whole country. Why don't we make that comparison? You see, there's lies, damn lies. And I just, statistics. I just think you want to fix you, it only for developed think, countries. I just think there's jumping to, oh, well, Venezuela is just such a ridiculous point to make at the end of this thing, trying to bring your argument together. I just Why? don't think that's strong because that's such a cop out. Why? It's not the qualify, discussion that we've been your premise. Why is it a cop out? Why should it not because be compared not to that the country? Because that's not we've been having. We've been having a discussion about these, uh, about our country. Yeah. And, and You're trying to compare it to Finland. I'm trying to compare it to a different country. What's the difference? What are the, uh, the, the, the Finns? More like, they're of, more like the United the States. The I've made of countries where weapons were available, not at a level in the United States, because no 
I don't. Okay, they're virtually any... unavailable in most of the undeveloped world. So unless you're making an economic argument and saying poverty is causing crime, which clearly is not the case, at least for the most part in the U.S. outside of a few blighted inner city areas, then the comparison is just as apt. Why can you compare it to Norway or to England, and I can't compare it to Venezuela or Colombia? It's because I'm it undermines your argument, and that's I'm really the sum. Countries that have implemented stricter gun regulations. So, like Mexico, there's one gun store in the whole country, dude. Venezuela, you do not have a gun unless you're part of the Chavezista sort of movement. You're a commie. You're a party member. You're one of their partisans. What about all of these other countries, Zimbabwe or something? No, you can't have a gun unless you get direct permission from the government or you're currently in the military. They've got extreme gun control. I love it when people say, well, the libertarian homeland should be Somalia. Try getting a gun in Somalia unless you're a terrorist. So the only people that have guns, criminals in the government. Well, it should be, it should be really great. There shouldn't be any crime there. Nobody, why is there genocide there? I don't understand it. Guns generally aren't available to 99% of the people. Good luck finding one. And when have I said in the entirety of this discussion that guns should not be generally available to everyone? Okay, well, then you're arguing against the European-style system. Have you looked at the laws in those countries? But when have I said that guns, guns period, just guns, should not be widely available? Why does that matter? First, we've got your fixation because on certain types of guns. You yourself attempted to compare the United States for gun crime with Norway and other countries in Western Europe. Extreme development, largely homogenous societies, I would posit, by the way. But you don't want me to make the comparison with other societies with similar gun laws. Why is that? Unless you think the socioeconomic premise explains why there's a discrepancy in gun crime. Why would Mexico, with its particularly high gun control system, be demonstrably different? I would think it would be closer to the US. It's literally bordering it. It's in the Americas. It's got that more non-homogenous society. I would think that would be a more welcome fit than Norway. Why? I don't understand. Unless you think, well, they're the brown people. <laughs> you don't want the comparison because they've got high gun crime. Again, That's the truth. That's the answer. I was making a direct comparison to similar countries that have implemented gun legislation. That like is Mexico. Mexico is more similar to the U.S. than Norway. More similar language, same continent, etc. Much more crossover between you cultures. More similar language. Absolutely, Spanish, Norwegian, and Spanish. Which one's closer? To is English? that is that a factor in the level of? So also, I'd like to say that my glasses don't don't fit me that well. Hey, nobody cares. Are well, you saying you're saying that poverty, I guess, causes gun crime? You're you're saying that gun availability does, but then you're immediately pivoting when it's pointed out that much of the world has virtually no gun availability, and most of that same world third world and developing nations and some that are developed have more gun crime and certainly much more murder and violent crime in general. You can't make the, uh, the uh, insinuation that Mexico is safer than most parts of the U.S. I guess if you go to Chicago or something. And there it is. And I knew you were going to bring it up. And that's why I said it earlier that you'd bring up Chicago, which is right by well, a place where it's very easy to get guns. Yeah, in, in, in Indianapolis, it's easier to get guns. Why doesn't Indiana have such a high crime rate? I've already pointed that out. Why is it Chicago has so much crime, but the neighboring state where all the guns come from has relatively reasonable amounts of violent crime? Well, it could it be it's a city, but it has nothing to do with gun availability. Again, there are plenty of countries. Guns are in the world. available, though. 
They're of very course available. they are. They're technically available in Mexico too. If you want to go through the ten-year waiting list to go to the one gun store in the country that's licensed, but again, plenty of gun crime. The U.S. The uh, supplies them half their guns. But again, cartels. the conversation that we were having, that I was brought on to have, came about because of an AR-15, and so I wanted to discuss. No, it came about because of a psychopath. The AR-15 mm. is the tool the psychopath used. And just to be clear, we were not talking about only discussing the AR-15. That was something that recently oh, no, happened. No, of yeah. course, I, I don't. I don't mean to insinuate that you said, "Hey, Jack, I want you to come on and talk about the AR-15." Yeah. But but going but back the to the yeah, but going back to the if argument, I want to make sure once again I keep bringing this up because I think it's very important. Yeah. When you were well, saying, Lev, Lev, yes, Lev, I've, I've got to interrupt at some point. I got to go off here. All right, then we're going to go to super chats. But before we go to super chats, I want to make sure about the if thing. So you were saying that if the AR-15 was not uh, going to be around, if it's going to be banned, then uh, maybe other people would uh, be using uh, other guns. I want to make sure that we kind of uh, square that away, where I don't think it is going to be an if. I think it's going to be a absolutely. If there's not going to be an AR-15, other guns will be used in school shootings, correct? That's a guarantee, right? It's not a guarantee. So the people will decide, well, you know what? I'm not going to go into the school and shoot because there's no AR-15s. I'm just going to give up. Again, the bill as it stands, but the bill, the bill is as the bill stands. The bill that we are, you know, originally talking about. The bill that I think we both do. Well, we both do. You made a whole video about the bill. But it's, but the question is, is if the AR-15 is not available. So so we banned them or even all sporting weapons. This is me. This is me in five seconds getting to my answer. Yeah. What liberals have called for, like myself, in the bill is a ban on assault weapons, not the AR-15 specifically. Okay, the AR-15 fits the description of the type of weapon that we would like to see banned. You are saying that it's a guarantee weapons that resemble that type of weapon and what it's able to do. We agree. And the vast majority of Americans agree should either be banned or, and I'm not saying the vast majority of Americans agree with a direct ban, but I know because I have to you know, read polling for a living that they agree that there should be an age limit, 21, some cases 25. And I think that is very reasonable. I don't think that's an infringement on your right, considering yes, it that it's not. Um, sorry it's about an that. infringement upon members of the militia who are of the age of majority. But your if is still an if. My knowing, my knowledge, what I can directly see is there are 18-year-olds using AR-15s to commit mass murders. in and, and Tech 9s and Uzis and a million other weapons as well. Sometimes yeah, and 17-year-olds. They weren't. They were 18-year-olds purchasing them legally. So what I can tell you is they wouldn't have been able to purchase them legally if there was an age requirement. So you think that a violent psychopath that wants to turn 19 kids into Swiss cheese uh, gives a shit about the law? They are not criminal masterminds. Then what are they? They're psychopaths. Do psychopaths care about the law either? But But again, they're 18. They're not 17. If you make it more difficult to obtain these weapons, it's more difficult to obtain these weapons. <laughs> it just is. They waited until they were 18. Okay. All right, we're going to be going. 
Let's go to super chats. Yeah, yeah. I do have to, I do have yeah. to get off. It's we're okay. gonna we're gonna be going to super chats. So here we go. Uh, Eric Milan. And by the way, everybody, if you're enjoying this, check out the previous episodes that Six was on. And there is going to be a great episode coming up this uh, Thursday, and that is going to be about American hegemony as far as uh, having bases in other countries and what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. That's going to be a debate between Jeremy Kaufman, who I'm sure Stounder points. Who, if you're not familiar with him, check him out. He's a really uh, really interesting dude. Uh, former military by the way anyway let's get into the super chats and patreon.com slash break the rules become a patron today and you are going to get a very beautiful sticks uh dragon if you become a 50 dollar patron so for 20 dollars, you are going to get these very beautiful look at these things these are beautiful wooden magnets that you are going to get and if you become a 50 dollar patron you are going to get a very exquisite dragon here i'm putting the picture here look at this guy so that's going to be for 50 dollar tier uh sticks has one of these as well beautiful sticks dragon so that's patreon.com slash break the rules become a patron today anyway here are the super chats eric milan 20 dollars ban all guns used on january 6th <laughs> any comments okay um fictagus dave savage two euros no two pounds sorry AR gets banned. Dems go to next gun of the moment. Well, I guess that was the thing we were talking before about tan guns and uh, all that as far as like the possibility of that. So uh, anyway, let's go to the next super chat. And I really appreciate all the super chats here. All right. Reality Paranormal 499. No man is going to tell me what I need to defend myself. Uh, Mick Schlavoch. Uh, what is this? Check? 50 check dollars consequences of disarming the population versus consequences of having two same-sex people having a marriage certificate tough one uh hopium gardener two two australian dollars yes yes jack guns can be taken look at nz australia yeah new zealand australia green ninja 4.99 tell me how you're going to take away guns from the cartels will open door policies encourage people to smuggle more in I mean, I kind of want to stop with that one in case anyone has a comment on that. No, you can't, so. All right, Boojalicious3, $5. Do you think there would be COVID camps in Australia if they still had guns? Yes. Uh, I don't think that people would take up arms over such a thing, even if it's potentially justified, depending on the Constitution. Julian P five dollars want to end flesh tearing rounds ban the twelve GA shotgun require less skill level at close range would be their next move. Darun Alban five dollars look up puckle gun seventeen hundreds machine gun. Well, there were machine guns after that as well. There were I, uh, pretty. I would uh, like to clarify the puckle gun technically was not uh, an mm. automatic or even technically semi-automatic weapon. That that is uh, is not entirely accurate. NYBSFP 999. The unfortunate truth is our freedoms and the global progress that has resulted from it comes at a cost. Sec uh, Second Amendment is a major variable that does have some friction, but the true balance of it is intertwined. Scott AS 199. Jack's only course is to appeal to emotions and clown emoji. Uh, Mikalo. And by the way, Jack, I do really appreciate you coming in. I just want to say this is this is great of you to be able to do this. Uh, Mikalvok, uh, 50 Czech dollars. Czech Republic, my country 
is as of late being called the most benevolent gun laws country in the West. After the U.S., our gun crime is practically none. Then we have Hopium Gardener, $5, uh, Australian. Does Jack actually believe the current day of woke AF trans-inclusive military would be wiped out by a militia? Uh, next, Leroy Baggins, $4.99. First off, my AR-15 didn't kill people. The shooters did. Sticks, please explain the AR is just a blacked-out semi-auto hunting rifle. Yeah, basically. It's just it looks tactical, and it's aesthetically based on uh, military weaponry. Otherwise, it's just the same as any other semi-auto rifle. The English lawyer... But I think Jack, Jack, you didn't give Jack a chance to respond to the last oh. one. What was it? Okay, so the last one was, does Jack actually believe the current day woke as fuck trans-inclusive military wouldn't be wiped out by a militia? I don't even, I really just don't even know what to say to the transphobia <laughs> of that comment, but I just... But it's right. funny well, anyway. Yeah, next over lot. over here, awesome. the English loyalist 499. Uh, Jack is the type of guy to have tribes disarm and let the U.S. government come in who will oppress and slaughter us. Cuck Jack, don't uh, us for your argument. Uh, Nisbif, I can pronounce this, 499. Banning anything will lead to necess necessity inventing a new version. Banning sales will increase 3D printing. Ban objects will evolve new objects. JT Brown, $10. Leftists only care about the narrative. You'll never convince them using logic. Just nonstop appeals to emotion. Fictages, David Strait, Savage. Two pounds. Where did the poor 18-year-old shooter get the money? Leroy Baggins. Actually, I'm curious about that. Does anybody have any uh, comment on that? Probably rated mommy's purse or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Leroy Baggins, 499. Jack cares about the bill because he has the Democrat privilege of actually using political power without being called a terrorist company boy. Uh, we have Mr. Willie... <laughs> Two two zero. Is this person insinuating that January sixth was political power? Like, I, I'm not even gonna find. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Willie two two zero four one eighty nine. No comment. Thank you. Seth comes ripping twenty dollars. Clank Apache Senpai five dollars. Can Jack please define what an assault rifle is? Can someone explain Clank to me? That's because I used to uh, always have my cup and I would keep the spoon in it. And during, you know, uh, videos, I would clank it against the sides and it just became a meme. Mm. Okay. I'm and finally, and finally, I, what, I just saw so many clanks. Yes. And finally, <laughs> William Nichols, five, uh, $5 pistols are behind most of mass murders. Making guns illegal means only criminals will have them. And please define assault weapon. Well, another uh, in a row here comment and finally mr willie 2204 499 so i have one question before we go i wanted to ask the jack and again jack really appreciate you being here hanging around with us speaking with us about this i think it shows uh you know that despite differences that you're willing to have these kind of conversations that is um, a plus in my book but my final question to you jack is since you are around people who are involved with the Democratic Party who have a certain political affiliation, you're a young dude right now. Let's say you keep maturing, you learn new things along the way, you look at different viewpoints, and all of a sudden you figure out, hey, like maybe Styx has a point, maybe there's some danger here of creeping tyranny if this stuff is taken away, whatever. My concern is, since you're surrounded by people who would have a particular opinion as far as the connection, the political connections that you have, 
how much leeway would you even be able to give yourself as you keep going in life to even allow yourself to think differently here? Because wouldn't it make uh, the people around you, you know, be very, uh, be very frustrated that, hey, this person all of a sudden is thinking differently from us. Is that ever a worry to you that because the political people that you're around with, you're only going to be able to have certain opinions, lest you become a pariah within your own circle? Well, I'll say this. I was watching, and I don't know how much time we have, and I don't want to keep it too long, so I'm going to run this too long. I was watching the the, the finals last night, the Celtics and the Warriors, and the Celtics are my team, and they lost, and I went to bed at like 2.30 in the morning because I was just disappointed. And I went to bed at 2.30 in the morning to wake up at, you know, 7.30 after not getting a lot of sleep the night before to come on this show and to have a discussion. So I got not a lot of sleep, woke up early when I didn't, you know, really want to, to have a discussion about an issue and to hear from a different perspective. So, you know, I think that shows enough in me to be uh, able to, to hear out other people, to hear out other perspectives and to actually change my mind on issues. Um, I am, you know, I, I go to an Ivy League school, so I'm assuming everyone believes that all the people that I spend all of my time around are just like liberal to the extreme. Um, but that is not necessarily true. Um, and I do try to hear out other people's opinions. That's why I was happy to come on this show. Um, do I think that if I heard a point, I would actually change? Yes, I do. Um, did I hear any today? I don't really think I did. Uh, but, but, but wouldn't it piss off the people who were around you if all of a sudden you started adapting a different point? I don't want to harp on this too much, but that's always been a very big thing for me as far it's as interesting. It's interesting how you assume that people will assume that uh, Ivy Leaguers are all uh, are all liberal. Well, isn't that the assumption? I had someone write a now, yeah, story that's a about stereoty- That's a stereotypical remark, arguably, about the uncouth non-Ivy Leaguers uh, projecting upon them having a stereotype about Ivy Leaguers. No, no, no. Someone wrote an article about me five days ago. I don't care ago, about the, the article. No, no, no. And the opening line was, oh, and it goes to an Ivy League school, of course. So this is a stereotype that people... That's a sample about. size of one. And you say that okay. you analyze polls for a little... Plowing ahead. I actually do, uh, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, that's- no, well, we're, we're going to end this right now. I just want to say that in, in the situation that I'm in, in the National Arts Club and in the New York High Society, whatever you want to call it, people are very scared of speaking out against what's considered to be the right political opinion. That's the only reason why I mention it, that it may be tough if you change your mind to be able to face the people around you because all of a sudden they'll be like, why is Jack saying all these things that we're against, you know? Or the people who would be on your side would be scared to speak out. That's It has nothing to do with this debate. I just want to throw that out there that hopefully you will be able to reach out to people who would not react that way if you do end up changing your mind and then you would keep an open mind going forward. Hey, hey, Lev, can I do a quick closing here? Uh, and then I have to go off. Sure, right? go for it. Like now. Yes. Uh, Jack, it was nice talking to you. And uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. Actually, this is much more civilized than quite a few of the debates that I've been in. So that's Pretty one for going. you, my dude. I may not agree with you. Uh, I, I disagree completely. Uh, but good on you for uh, for actually coming out. I apologize for the time zone difference as well. Uh, if it happens, again, I'll probably be back in the US so we can have a more humane time. Yes, hopefully meeting live as well yeah. somewhere. That and, would be great. And Lev, thank you. And Lev, thank you for having us aboard. But I've got to uh, sign out literally like uh, like now. All right, Sticks, thank you so much for being here. Everybody, thank Peace you so much out. for watching. Be sure to subscribe, add a like. The likes really help the algorithm. Once again, patreon.com slash break the rules. Become a patron today. And yeah, that's